Chapter Four of Book Three of On the Heavens by Aristotle, translated by J. L. Stocks. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Jeffrey Edwards. Chapter Four. The next question to consider is whether the elements are finite or infinite in number and if finite what their number is let us first show reason for denying that their number is infinite as some suppose we begin with the view of anaxagoras that all the homeomerous bodies are elements any one who adopts this view misapprehends the meaning of element observation shows that even mixed bodies are often divisible into homeomerous parts examples are flesh bone wood and stone since then the composite cannot be an element not every homeomerous body can be an element only as we said before that which is not divisible into bodies different in form but even taking quotes, element as they do they need not assert an infinity of elements since the hypothesis of a finite number will give identical results indeed even two or three such bodies serve the purpose as well as empedocles attempt shows again even on their view it turns out that all things are not composed of homeomerous bodies they do not pretend that a face is composed of faces or that any other natural conformation is composed of parts like itself obviously then it would be better to assume a finite number of principles they should in fact be as few as possible consistently with proving what has to be proved this is the common demand of mathematicians who always assume as principles things finite either in kind or in number again if body is distinguished from body by the appropriate qualitative difference and there is a limit to the number of differences for the difference lies in qualities apprehended by sense which are in fact finite in number though this requires proof then manifestly there is necessarily a limit to the number of elements there is further another view that of leucippus and democritus of abdera the implications of which are also unacceptable the primary masses according to them are infinite in number and indivisible in mass one cannot turn into many nor many into one and all things are generated by their combination and involution now this view in a sense makes things out to be numbers or composed of numbers the exposition is not clear but this is its real meaning and further they say that since the atomic bodies differ in shape and there is an infinity of shapes there is an infinity of simple bodies but they have never explained in detail the shapes of the various elements except so far as to allot the sphere to fire air water and the rest they distinguished by the relative size of the atom 
assuming that the atomic substance was a sort of master seed for each and every element now in the first place they make the mistake already noticed the principles which they assume are not limited in number though such limitation would necessitate no other alteration in their theory further if the differences of bodies are not infinite plainly the elements will not be an infinity besides a view which asserts atomic bodies must needs come into conflict with the mathematical sciences in addition to invalidating many common opinions and apparent data of sense perception but of these things we have already spoken in our discussion of time and movement they are also bound to contradict themselves for if the elements are atomic air earth and water cannot be differentiated by the relative sizes of their atoms since then they could not be generated out of one another the extrusion of the largest atoms is a process that will in time exhaust the supply and it is by such a process that they account for the generation of water air and earth from one another again even on their own presuppositions it does not seem as if the elements would be infinite in number the atoms differ in figure and all figures are composed of pyramids rectilinear in the case of rectilinear figures while the sphere has eight pyramidal parts the figures must have their principles and whether these are one or two or more the simple bodies must be the same in number as they again if every element has its proper movement and a simple body has a simple movement and the number of simple movements is not infinite because the simple motions are only two and the number of places is not infinite on these grounds also we should have to deny that the number of elements is infinite chapter five since the number of the elements must be limited it remains to inquire whether there is more than one element some assume one only which is according to some water to others air to others fire to others again something finer than water and denser than air an infinite body so they say embracing all the heavens now those who decide for a single element which is either water or air or a body finer than water and denser than air and proceed to generate other things out of it by use of the attributes density and rarity all alike fail to observe the fact that they are depriving the element of its priority generation out of the elements is as they say synthesis and generation into the elements is analysis so that the body with the finer parts must have priority in the order of nature but they say that fire is of all bodies the finest hence fire will be first in the natural order and whether the finest body is fire or not makes no difference anyhow it must be one of the other bodies that is primary and not that which is intermediate again density and rarity as instruments of generation are equivalent to fineness and coarseness since the fine is rare and coarse in their use means dense but 
fineness and coarseness again are equivalent to greatness and smallness since a thing with small parts is fine and a thing with large parts coarse for that which spreads itself out widely is fine and a thing composed of small parts is so spread out in the end then they distinguish the various other substances from the element by the greatness and smallness of their parts this method of distinction makes all judgment relative there will be no absolute distinction between fire water and air but one and the same body will be relatively to this fire relatively to something else air the same difficulty is involved equally in the view which recognizes several elements and distinguishes them by their greatness and smallness the principle of distinction between bodies being quantity the various sizes will be in a definite ratio and whatever bodies are in this ratio to one another must be air fire earth and water respectively for the ratios of smaller bodies may be repeated among greater bodies those who start from fire as the single element while avoiding this difficulty involve themselves in many others some of them give fire a particular shape like those who make it a pyramid and this on one of two grounds the reason given may be more crudely that the pyramid is the most piercing of figures as fire is of bodies or more ingeniously the position may be supported by the following argument as all bodies are composed of that which has the finest parts so all solid figures are composed of pyramids but the finest body is fire while among figures the pyramid is primary and has the smallest parts and the primary body must have the primary figure therefore fire will be a pyramid others again express no opinion on the subject of its figure but simply regard it as the body of the finest parts which in combination will form other bodies as the fusing of gold dust produces solid gold both of these views involve the same difficulties for one if on the one hand they make the primary body an atom the view will be open to the objections already advanced against the atomic theory and further the theory is inconsistent with a regard for the facts of nature for if all bodies are quantitatively commensurable and the relative size of the various homeomerous masses and of their several elements are in the same ratio so that the total mass of water for instance is related to the total mass of air as the elements of each are to one another and so on and if there is more air than water and generally more of the finer body than of the coarser obviously the element of water will be smaller than that of air but the lesser quantity is contained in the greater therefore the air element is divisible and the same could be shown of fire and of all bodies whose parts are relatively fine two if on the other hand the primary body is divisible then a 
those who give fire a special shape will have to say that a part of fire is not fire because a pyramid is not composed of pyramids and also that not every body is either an element or composed of elements since a part of fire will be neither fire nor any other element and b those whose ground of distinction is size will have to recognize an element prior to the element a regress which continues infinitely since every body is divisible and that which has the smallest parts is the element further they too will have to say that the same body is relatively to this fire and relatively to that air to others again water and earth the common error of all views which assume a single element is that they allow only one natural movement which is the same for every body for it is a matter of observation that a natural body possesses a principle of movement if then all bodies are one all will have one movement with this motion the greater their quantity the more they will move just as fire in proportion as its quantity is greater moves faster with the upward motion which belongs to it but the fact is that increase of quantity makes many things move the faster downward for these reasons then as well as from the distinction already established of a plurality of natural movements it is impossible that there should be only one element but if the elements are not in infinity and not reducible to one they must be several and finite in number chapter six first we must inquire whether the elements are eternal or subject to generation and destruction for when this question has been answered their number and character will be manifest in the first place they cannot be eternal it is a matter of observation that fire water and every simple body undergo a process of analysis which must either continue infinitely or stop somewhere one suppose it infinite then the time occupied by the process will be infinite and also that occupied by the reverse process of synthesis for the processes of analysis and synthesis succeed one another in the various parts it will follow that there are two infinite times which are mutually exclusive the time occupied by the synthesis which is infinite being preceded by the period of analysis there are thus two mutually exclusive infinites which is impossible two suppose on the other hand that the analysis stops somewhere then the body at which it stops will be either atomic or as empedocles seems to have intended a divisible body which will yet never be divided the foregoing arguments show that it cannot be an atom but neither can it be a divisible body which analysis will never reach for a smaller body is more easily destroyed than a larger and a destructive process which succeeds in destroying that is in resolving into smaller bodies a body of some size cannot reasonably be expected to fail with the smaller body now in fire we observe a destruction of two kinds it is destroyed by its contrary when it is quenched 
and by itself when it dies out but the effect is produced by a greater quantity upon a lesser and the more quickly the smaller it is the elements of bodies must therefore be subject to destruction and generation since they are generated they must be generated either from something incorporeal or from a body and if from a body either from one another or from something else the theory which generates them from something incorporeal requires an extracorporeal void for everything that comes to be comes to be in something and that in which the generation takes place must either be incorporeal or possess body and if it has body there will be two bodies in the same place at the same time viz that which is coming to be and that which was previously there while if it is incorporeal there must be an extracorporeal void but we have already shown that this is impossible but on the other hand it is equally impossible that the elements should be generated from some kind of body that would involve a body distinct from the elements and prior to them but if this body possesses weight or lightness it will be one of the elements and if it has no tendency to movement it will be an immovable or mathematical entity and therefore not in a place at all a place in which a thing is at rest is a place in which it might move either by constraint i e unnaturally or in the absence of constraint i e naturally if then it is in a place and somewhere it will be one of the elements and if it is not in a place nothing can come from it since that which comes into being and that out of which it comes must needs be together the elements therefore cannot be generated from something incorporeal nor from a body which is not an element and the only remaining alternative is that they are generated from one another chapter seven we must therefore turn to the question what is the manner of their generation from one another is it as empedocles and democritus say or as those who resolve bodies into planes say or is there yet another possibility one what the followers of empedocles do though without observing it themselves is to reduce the generation of elements out of one another to an illusion they make it a process of excretion from a body of what was in it all the time as though generation required a vessel rather than a material so that it involves no change of anything and even if this were accepted there are other implications equally unsatisfactory we do not expect a mass of matter to be made heavier by compression but they will be bound to maintain this if they say that water is a body present in air and excreted from air since air becomes heavier when it turns into water again when the mixed body is divided they can show no reason why one of the constituents must by itself take up more room than the body did but when water turns into air the room occupied is increased the fact is that the finer body takes up more room as is obvious in any case of transformation as the liquid is converted into vapour or air 
the vessel which contains it is often burst because it does not contain room enough now if there is no void at all and if as those who take this view say there is no expansion of bodies the impossibility of this is manifest and if there is void and expansion there is no accounting for the fact that the body which results from division occupies of necessity a greater space it is inevitable too that generation of one out of another should come to a stop since a finite quantum cannot contain an infinity of finite quanta when earth produces water something is taken away from the earth for the process is one of excretion the same thing happens again when the residue produces water but this can only go on for ever if the finite body contains an infinity which is impossible therefore the generation of elements out of one another will not always continue two we have now explained that the mutual transformations of the elements cannot take place by means of excretion the remaining alternative is that they should be generated by changing into one another and this in one of two ways either by change of shape as the same wax takes the shape both of a sphere and of a cube or as some assert by resolution into planes a generation by change of shape would necessarily involve the assertion of atomic bodies for if the particles were divisible there would be a part of fire which was not fire and a part of earth which was not earth for the reason that not every part of a pyramid is a pyramid nor of a cube a cube but if b the process is resolution into planes the first difficulty is that the elements cannot all be generated out of one another this they are obliged to assert and do assert it is absurd because it is unreasonable that one element alone should have no part in the transformations and also contrary to the observed data of sense according to which all alike change into one another in fact their explanation of the observations is not consistent with the observations and the reason is that their ultimate principles are wrongly assumed they had certain predetermined views and were resolved to bring everything into line with them it seems that perceptible things require perceptible principles eternal things eternal principles corruptible things corruptible principles and in general every subject matter principles homogeneous with itself but they owing to their love for their principles fall into the attitude of men who undertake the defence of a position in argument in the confidence that the principles are true they are ready to accept any consequence of their application as though some principles did not require to be judged from their results and particularly from their final issue and that issue which in the case of productive knowledge is the product in the knowledge of nature is the unimpeachable evidence of the senses as to each fact the result of their view is that earth has the best right to the name element and is alone indestructible for that which is indissoluble is indestructible and elementary 
and earth alone cannot be dissolved into any body but itself again in the case of those elements which do suffer dissolution the quotes, suspension of the triangles is unsatisfactory but this takes place whenever one is dissolved into another because of the numerical inequality of the triangles which compose them further those who hold these views must needs suppose that generation does not start from a body for what is generated out of planes cannot be said to have been generated from a body and they must also assert that not all bodies are divisible coming thus into conflict with our most accurate sciences namely the mathematical which assume that even the intelligible is divisible while they in their anxiety to save their hypothesis cannot even admit this of every perceptible thing for any one who gives each element a shape of its own and makes this the ground of distinction between the substances has to attribute to them indivisibility since division of a pyramid or a sphere must leave somewhere at least a residue which is not a sphere or a pyramid either then a part of fire is not fire so that there is a body prior to the element for every body is either an element or composed of elements or not every body is divisible chapter eight in general the attempt to give a shape to each of the simple bodies is unsound for the reason first that they will not succeed in filling the whole it is agreed that there are only three plane figures which can fill a space the triangle the square and the hexagon and only two solids the pyramid and the cube but the theory needs more than these because the elements which it recognizes are more in number secondly it is manifest that the simple bodies are often given a shape by the place in which they are included particularly water and air in such a case the shape of the element cannot persist for if it did the contained mass would not be in continuous contact with the containing body while if its shape is changed it will cease to be water since the distinctive quality is shape clearly then their shapes are not fixed indeed nature itself seems to offer corroboration of this theoretical conclusion just as in other cases the substratum must be formless and unshapen for thus the quote, all receptive close quote, as we read in the timaeus will be best for modelling so the elements should be conceived as a material for composite things and that is why they can put off their qualitative distinctions and pass into one another further how can they account for the generation of flesh and bone or any other continuous body the elements alone cannot produce them because their collocation cannot produce a continuum nor can the composition of planes for this produces the elements themselves not bodies made up of them any one then who insists upon an exact statement of this kind of theory instead of assenting after a passing glance at it will see that it removes generation from the world further the very properties powers and motions to which they paid particular attention in allotting shapes 
show the shapes not to be in accord with the bodies because fire is mobile and productive of heat and combustion some made it a sphere others a pyramid these shapes they thought were the most mobile because they offer the fewest points of contact and are the least stable of any they were also the most apt to produce warmth and combustion because the one is angular throughout while the other has the most acute angles and the angles they say produce warmth and combustion now in the first place with regard to movement both are in error these may be the figures best adapted to movement they are not however well adapted to the movement of fire which is an upward and rectilinear movement but rather to that form of circular movement which we call rolling earth again they call a cube because it is stable and at rest but it rests only in its own place not anywhere from any other it moves if nothing hinders and fire and the other bodies do the same the obvious inference therefore is that fire and each several element is in a foreign place a sphere or a pyramid but in its own a cube again if the possession of angles makes a body produce heat and combustion every element produces heat though one may do so more than another for they all possess angles the octahedron and dodecahedron as well as the pyramid and democritus makes even the sphere a kind of angle which cuts things because of its mobility the difference then will be one of degree and this is plainly false they must also accept the inference that the mathematical solids produce heat and combustion since they too possess angles and contain atomic spheres and pyramids especially if there are as they allege atomic figures anyhow if these functions belong to some of these things and not to others they should explain the difference instead of speaking in quite general terms as they do again combustion of a body produces fire and fire is a sphere or a pyramid the body then is turned into spheres or pyramids let us grant that these figures may reasonably be supposed to cut and break up bodies as fire does still it remains quite inexplicable that a pyramid must needs produce pyramids or a sphere spheres one might as well postulate that a knife or a saw divides things into knives or saws it is also ridiculous to think only of division when allotting fire its shape fire is generally thought of as combining and connecting rather than as separating for though it separates bodies different in kind it combines those which are the same and the combining is essential to it the functions of connecting and uniting being a mark of fire while the separating is incidental for the expulsion of the foreign body is an incident in the compacting of the homogeneous in choosing the shape then they should have thought either of both functions or preferably of the combining function in addition since hot and cold are contrary powers it is impossible to allot any shape to the cold for the shape given must be the contrary of that given to the hot 
but there is no contrariety between figures that is why they have all left the cold out though properly either all or none should have their distinguishing figures some of them however do attempt to explain this power and they contradict themselves a body of large particles they say is cold because instead of penetrating through the passages it crushes clearly then that which is hot is that which penetrates these passages or in other words that which has fine particles it results that hot and cold are distinguished not by the figure but by the size of the particles again if the pyramids are unequal in size the large ones will not be fire and that figure will produce not combustion but its contrary from what has been said it is clear that the difference of the elements does not depend upon their shape now their most important differences are those of property function and power for every natural body has we maintain its own functions properties and powers our first business then will be to speak of these and that inquiry will enable us to explain the differences of each from each end of chapter eight and end of book three recording in memory of mitchell edwards